Ben Fred Fridays presented by Rodler Pest Control Stratum Structural Systems. Hey, it's cold outside. It is uh, kind of snowy. It's going to be really cold this weekend, but Ben Fredrickson of the Post-Dispatch, I'm not sure it looks any more beautiful if you're a baseball fan as baseball's finally back. How you doing this morning? I'm good, man. Happy uh, return of baseball to everybody, and it's certainly good to to be able to lead off a Friday talking about this, Dan, we've spent a lot of our Friday discussions um, wondering if baseball was going to be back, discussing the uh, the, the buildup or, or the falling apart of the lockout um, as the two sides retreated. But good on them for getting a deal done. Certainly glad that, that they um, are going to be able to play 162 um, despite the times those games were apparently pulled off the schedule glad they're going to be able to get them back on and hopeful that uh you know baseball can enjoy its kind of moment in the sun here it uh, caused a lot of uh, frustration this off season but they were able to get a deal done and um, you know hopefully this for the for the for the foreseeable future kind of puts some of the um, angst and labor discussion to the back burner and and the, and the focus can be on the game and also hopefully maybe the the two sides can get along a little bit better after this we'll see on that there'll actually be some opportunities to see if they do but most importantly glad that spring training is open glad it's unlocked and no place celebrates that like st louis um that it's snowing here uh will make those uh, pictures from florida even sweeter and uh i didn't know that i'm looking forward to getting down there and enjoying the warmer weather yeah i'm looking forward to getting behind the mic and calling some games now there's a, a ton of things that i want to hit you with so um not to say that they're quick hitters but let's just let's just start with this um and i'm gonna start with fan reaction uh the fact that you have a full season of 162 it was ugly to get to this point you do miss some spring training there's frustration there with some fans and i'm sure there's frustration with fans that maybe uh you know had scheduled trips to go down to florida and watch some games or spend a month down there and didn't see it however to me, the main thing was you're not going to miss regular season games and uh, the game is back on the field. So what do you think the fan reaction is going to be now that uh, the game is back? Well, I think there's a lot of people who are back in already. Um, you know, as soon as these free agents start coming off the board, which will probably start happening today, um, people are going to be excited about who's their team getting, why didn't their team get that player, oh, that guy's in the division, that's going to that's going to happen. You're already seeing people dig into, okay, how's this new playoff system going to look? You could have three teams from the same division in the playoffs. That's weird. We're not used to that. Let's figure that out. Um, so I think a lot of people are, are already turning the page. Not everyone. And I understand why. Um, this was a bad time for this, for baseball to, to go through this. I think it salvaged uh, some of that by, by being able to play 162 but uh, it, it was frustrating to watch from the start because the deal they wound up with um, is one that really should have been within reach well in time to get spring training started on time. Um, this whole thing was about you know examining the, the way the game has changed since the last CBA was agreed upon. And there were some changes that need to be made. And the players had some goals and they stepped away from some goals. They pressed down more on, on some than others. And, and I think that they, they can celebrate this as they feel like they moved the ball forward. They got more money for younger players. They were able to nudge the, uh, nudge the luxury tax ceiling higher. They felt like that had become a bit of a salary cap 
type replacement, basically. Um, they created a pool of money for, for guys who are not yet in arbitration. Um, and, and the owners got things they wanted, too. They, they were able to expand the playoffs. That's more money if they're going to start paying more money to players. They're, they they did, all agreed to put the uniforms, um, put the logos on the uniforms, which I know certain fans don't like. But everybody got something they wanted, and that's how this is supposed to work. There's really not supposed to be a clear winner of a deal like this. It's supposed to be everybody gets gets some things they like and then makes some concessions. And how that p- passed these guys over, um, that was the frustrating part to watch because nothing here, Dan, was was something that that should not have been that should have been a deal breaker. Nothing here was something that should have caused you know multiple deadlines to be set and then rewritten. And and more importantly than that, just the animosity that we saw boil up. These two sides, they need to start being partners. And hopefully, now that the players feel like they've, you know, corrected some things, um, hopefully they they can do that. I, I actually was for the first time in a, in a while impressed by what Rob Manfred said on Thursday. Um, he said that you know part of his role as the commissioner is to is to build a good relationship with players and he has tried, but he didn't think he'd done a good job of that. And he's going to try to be, try to be better about it. And and that's nice to hear him say, it's just words, but it's still nice for him to acknowledge that yeah. um, there's going to be some things Dan, this season soon that will tell us that these guys can, can actually do this. They've got to figure out the international draft um, or not. And then, and then give back some things if they don't. But, but the thing is they're actually going to work on it and, and they seem to be open to the idea. They didn't let it derail things. They said, let's talk more about it. I love that. They're going to have a players, active players work with the league and umpires to address these rule changes that could come in 2023. I love that. Give the players a seat at the table and make this a discussion, not, Hey, we're slapping this rule on you. Um, arbitration is going to come in during the season. What we don't need to see is a bunch of young stars getting in, in ugly fights with their teams during the season about what their salaries are going to be. Treat it like a business decision, but also treat it like partners. I think people are ready for baseball to put all the labor strife on the back shelf and, 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 and focus on the game. This presents an opportunity to do that. I hope I hope baseball takes advantage of it. And if they do that, I do think some of those people who got annoyed will will come back. So like you said, the uh, if you're curious and you're listening to this with the, the bigger bases or shift, banning it, those kind of things, things uh robotic umpires the earliest it could be is next season but we do know the dh is universal so let's talk about what the cardinals may do as free agency is back open do they go out and get someone for the dh or do they stay young or is it uh, money spent on a reliever or another starter somebody with pitching in their background where do you think they go well, I think they're definitely going to shot bullpen. I mean, by the time that people listen to this, they could have pounced on on some sort of a lever. They, they've got that. Uh, they've got a few guys in mind uh, that they're going to now, you know, uh, move forward on trying to get to agree to a deal, and, and they need help there. Um, I don't think that has to stop them from looking at some sort of DH answer. Um, Mo was asked about it uh, on Thursday night. And, you know, that's that tells you how much people are excited to get baseball back going again. Mo decided to have a Zoom call with reporters instead of eat dinner, I guess. Um, so uh, that was appreciated. But the the fact that he was asked about it and he, he didn't have a direct answer, he kind of said, we've got some young players that, that we think could be used well in that role. But with the timing of the, this and the, you know, the uniqueness of this offseason, the question will be, do we think they're ready or do they pursue a, like a short-term answer there? So 
um, that's that would have made that would to me make a lot of sense if you can get a guy on a one year deal with some proven power, preferably left handed, so you're not you know solely leaning on guys who have never had a major league at bat at what should be a very valuable position for this team. I mean, think of how the Cardinals are built. They're a defense team. Their their pitching is important. Their defense has to help their pitchers. They've got one spot on a lineup that's going to be under a lot of questions this year. Um, they've got one spot that doesn't have to worry about defense. Um, there are going to be deals out there for guys who get anxious, guys who want to play for a good team if they have to take a contract pillow contract where those one of those one year prove it deals. And I think the Cardinals could uh, could help their lineup there. And it's not a knock on the young guys, but. If you're going to have a guy who's never had a major league at bat, you know whether it's Juan Yepes or Nolan Gorman, be your your DH, you would prefer them to have a, a lengthy, you know, normal spring training, not not this one, which is going to be very rushed. What stood out about the uh, Mosellock Zoom call last night? I mean, I think just to me, it was bigger than than any little detail of the conference. It was just how quick things got back to to normal in terms of talking about baseball. Um, you know, I think Mo. It was. I was going to send out a tweet, but I was afraid it would be misinterpreted as being like snarky. But there was a reference to Yadier Molina as a first ballot Hall of Famer. There was discussion of of Alex Reyes's role, and there was questions about pitching injuries at spring training and, and pitching depth. Which those are like the three things that I think have been discussed before every spring training for the past like at least three years, no doubt. <laughs> so it did feel like we. It felt like it was very much like, oh, we we're getting back to normal here. And it felt like that. There's no question about it. Um, I'm, I'm really curious. You know, we're talking about how the Cardinals and what may happen with free agency and what they may do. But uh, the next, I, I would say, 24, 48 hours is camps will officially open up on Sunday. That's the report date. And then they're going to go through physicals and then get on the field. And we'll have games before before you know it next week. But I'm really curious to, just to watch the industry and see uh, some of the big names go off the board or, or how teams approach free agency and what happens. It could be a complete free-for-all, which, uh, which would make it fun for the sport. A lot of, lot of entertaining uh, aspects of the sport are done in the hot stove league, which we kind of get a reset with now. It's almost going to be kind of like two, um, which, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think you clearly don't want to have a work stoppage every year that, 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 that cuts your free agency in half, but it does invite the discussion, I think, of maybe putting almost two free agency periods on the board or um, having, uh, having a shorter period of free agency and forcing teams um, and players to agree within a window. One of the things that, that, make, that made that run-up to the lockout both fun to watch and also idiotic because it's like how this isn't a, this isn't as struggling of a business as we're led to believe when all these contracts are flying off the shelves before the lockout drops. Um, and we're going to see that on this other side now too. Um, there is something to be said about maybe having a shorter free agency period. So, so there, so it promotes action. If we've learned anything during this time or been reminded of it, most of us already knew it deadlines prompt action. Even if you have to, make up a deadline and, and rewrite it later, which is what, what, what happened here in the negotiations. But, you know, things that, that, that bring that pace to the off season, I, I think were, were something to study, um, you know, create a, create a period of time where there's an NBA like or NHL like flurry of transactions. I think that's good. And I do think that will be something that kind of helps turn the page from the work stoppage. I mean, there's some big names out there that are going to, 
be figuring out where they're playing soon, and that's going to drive the discussion away from the you know the the strife of the the labor negotiations. So um, hopefully that will that will help bring some people back. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that they're playing 162 will, um, but also it would be good. And I'll reference what Ryan Fagan wrote last night. Um, Ryan writes for Sporting News. He's here in St. Louis. He goes, baseball should make 2022 the year of the fan. You know, they should really prioritize the the people who were who were kind of overlooked this offseason. One way to do that would be for for teams to go out and and and, and spend, go out and get those players. They they know what the contracts are going to be. They know that that the postseason money is going to be coming. Um, there shouldn't be many hesitations about going out and building your team to to make it better. So. Um, I'm anxious to see where Correa goes. I'm anxious to see where, eager to see where Freddie Freeman goes. I hope it's back with the Braves. I think that would be good for baseball. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some big moves to talk about, and some teams are gonna need to see what their opponents are doing and adjust accordingly. Nick Castellanos, yeah. uh, Correa. I mean, there, there's some really big names, and there's a number. Yeah, there's hundreds of free agents that are out there. Um, I like that idea. The year of the fan, I, it wouldn't shock me one bit if the Cardinals and other teams, for various, you know, especially early on, various series or games or maybe even all year, just lower a bunch of ticket prices to get people in the door and just say, "Hey, we understand there's frustration. Come on in. You know, here's a five dollar ticket. Here's a six dollar ticket. Here's a ten dollar. You know, those kind of things to yeah. invite them back. And and I think people would be very very receptive to that, especially with what's going on with the economy and inflation and all the different things. Uh, you're gonna have to be creative to get people back in the uh, in the ballpark. Yeah, I think that that people will if they feel appreciated again and 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 they feel like you know baseball knows that it that it was toying with people's emotions. They'll be more likely to to come back. We're not talking about the strike that canceled the World Series here. Um, fortunately, you know, cooler heads prevailed, and and I also think that those the people who drove this discussion toward the middle should be applauded. Um, there were certainly owners who who were hardliners who didn't want this, who didn't like the deal, and there were players. I mean, we saw the players' executive committee basically, you, you know, across the board say say they didn't recommend this and. But who was it that actually got the deal done? It was owners who saw the big picture and pushed the group in that way. Um, and it was player, it was the rank and file players who voted to accept this thing. So I, I think that, you know, there were a lot of people who wanted to play. There were a lot of people who wanted um who who hated the idea of not playing 162 in general, but especially with all the things that are going on. And, and there were people who thought we're not, we can't possibly, you know, start a season the day before Jackie Robinson day that, that, that will do more harm than good for everybody involved. So I, I'm appreciative of the people who, who said, okay, we're going to figure this thing out. Uh, I wish it would happen sooner, but, but I do think the damage that could have been there to repair is, is much smaller than, than, than what it would have been if they, if they would have played some scarred, fractured, joke of a season here and the good news is i think there's going to be some things about the game that are that that people will like i know that the dh is a polarizing topic but at least the the silly extra inning rule is over we're not going to see games decided by little league antics and extra innings um then the, the the double headers when they come will be nine inning double headers no more seven inning double headers i think some of those things that people were uh you know, rightfully kind of annoyed with, they're, they're going away, which is great. It is great, and uh, it's great to have baseball back. What do you think that crowd will be like on opening day in St. Louis? I'm curious. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I could see 
some crowds across baseball being down, but it's hard for me to bet against Cardinals fans showing up for a home opener. I'm with you. I I, I I know better. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you. And I don't, I don't mean that to diminish. I I think there are people who will say I'm staying away. I'm mad. And I, I think that feeling is valid. I'm not going to try to talk people out of that, but uh, as that day gets closer with a full spring training, um, and, and just the vibe of not having, you know, not having normal, a normal opening day. Um, uh, I mean, people forget that last year was affected. Um, uh, I mean, I was there for the season opener in Cincinnati last year and I think it was like 14,000 or something like that. It wasn't, oh, yeah. it was limited. It wasn't capacity. Normal. We, yeah. we, we forget that we haven't, haven't had normal baseball since, since 19. So I, I would imagine that, that it'll it'll be packed. That would be my guess as of today. You know what I would do if I was Ali Marmol and I'm I'm holding my first official press conference in uniform as manager of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Say you know thanks, uh, media members for being here. We appreciate it. You know baseball's back. We're excited. I do have a bit of news I, I need to uh, get to right away just to update our fans, update you guys. Uh, Adam Wainwright will be the opening day starter. So uh, <laughs> and you can go ahead and put that one down. Um, I would, you know, that, that's my, is if he comes out of spring training healthy, even if he's getting blasted, I don't care. He starts on opening day at home in St. Louis. It's just, it's gotta happen. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Have, I think Adam throwing to Yachty as they get ready to, to make more history is a pretty good uh, way to get people back in the seats. Yeah. Um, uh, you're going to win some fans back with that too. Right. And Adam is a perfect example of a player who, gets it and has and has tried to represent what the players are trying to were trying to do in this quest. Um, but also, you know, making the fans I think feel appreciated and, and understanding of what what their frustrations are too. So that would be a pretty good pretty good message to send and, and they need starts, man, and they're gonna they're gonna pile them up here. So, you know, that that's the the thing is and I, I have no reason based off how he pitched last year to think that he wouldn't be the Cardinals opening day starter, um, especially with how he pitches so well at home. But there's, as we kind of get into the baseball discussion of this thing, that's going to be a, a big topic for no this doubt. team. I mean, you've got a shortened spring. You've got, uh, you've got, you know, it's going to be rushed. And they haven't talked to these guys. I mean, I know people roll their eyes uh, about that, but the, there's labor laws involved here. They couldn't, they couldn't check in on, on Jack Flaherty in terms of what, how's it going? You know, how ben, do you feel? Ben, I'm telling you, there are people that I've talked to for the last 25, 30 years that I have not spoken to and they, right. they held to it. They're like, no, nah, I, I just can't do it. Can't talk. You right. know? And they've got some guys that I, in a normal time, they would have been checking in with daily um, Jack, uh, Dakota Hudson, Miles Michaelis. I mean, those are three massive potential pieces of this rotation that are all, I don't want to say, I mean, all some various levels of question marks based off where they are in their in their individual recoveries, how they're feeling, what they've been able to be doing. I mean, you throw in Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks into that, and that's five very valuable arms, um, critical arms on this team that are entering a, a spring training after being forced to kind of be off grid from the team that they're going to spend a lot of these first few days figuring out, okay, how are these guys what have they been up to in terms of their you know their preparation what can we pencil them in for where can we get them realistically um and and i have no doubt that these guys have been you know getting ready to go that that's what baseball baseball players don't show up to spring training out of shape anymore at least baseball players not named marcelo zuna but most wow. most of these guys 
most of these guys are going to be ready to go. But that that kind of adds to the intrigue here for the Cardinals is they've got some very important arms that are that are that are in various stages of recovery. Absolutely, and uh, that's going to be a fascinating aspect of of spring training, which uh, kicks off today. There's going to be players reporting and going to the facility, and again, uh, the report date, the official report date is Sunday. So uh, got to get in camp and, and get this thing going. I want to get a uh, little college basketball for you. Uh, Billikens win, so they advance in the A-10 tournament. I think the A-10 tournament, by the way, could be the most competitive of not having a clear-cut uh, favorite, at least in my opinion. I mean, Davidson yeah, is, I but, but I think that uh, you could see an upset there of all the conferences. And then the one I want to get into uh, big time is Mizzou. So Mizzou loses to LSU yesterday. Their season is over. And now it's kind of uh, wait and see to, to find out exactly the future of Conzo Martin. Where, where, where do you, and I know you talk to him, you're, you're close to him, uh, you're close to people at uh, Mizzou in Columbia. Where do you think this thing goes? Yeah, great question. I, I don't, I don't know that there's been a direction determined yet, Dan, and I don't, I don't think that's you know one of those things where they know what they're going to do and no one said anything. I, I think that there are there's a process trying to figure that out now. Um, and Dave Matter is down there in Tampa. My colleague at the Post Dispatch. He talked with Desiree Reed Francois, the AD, right after the game. She said that she, that she's going to have a conversation with with Coach Martin within the next couple of days. Um, we know that certain boosters at Mizzou. Um, are are ready to make a change. People who have you know a lot of money invested in the program over the years. We also know that certain people who've invested money in the basketball program, including people recently, are are wanting him back. Um, and there's also whispers that that Moon Choi it would be more interested in making a change than Desiree Reed Francois, who's the new AD. I think, and then we you know the chancellors all have a say in things too. I, I think it's really a question of who makes the call. Um, I, I think we're going to learn about that. Um, and I think Desiree Reed Francois is going to learn how things work at Mizzou, where there can be a lot of cooks in the kitchen at time. Um, so that's that's the best answer I can give. Um, what I would do if I were Desiree Reed Francois was I would I would get with Conzo Martin and I would have a list of questions. I would say, um, what went wrong this year? Um, why? How do you fix it? And what do you need to do it? And my last question would be, are you, you know, consumed with wanting to make this work? And, you know, and, and if, if he didn't answer those questions in the way that I thought this could be salvaged, then then I, I think I would try to make a change. If he did, then I, I think the best thing you can do if you're a school like Mizzou is to say, okay, give him one more year and see if this thing can work because he's had success. He's been to tournaments. What can ha- what what does the program need to do to get back on that track and elevate it? There's not a who's who list of names out there that are going to be the hot to trot hires this offseason, at least not yet. Sometimes sometimes the less popular thing to do can actually be the right thing to do. But you got to make sure first and foremost that he's not burnt out from this season, um, and he and he doesn't feel like like you know like like he's done what he can do and it. You can't have people on the fence. You can't have half bought in, um, and then you have to also feel if you're Conzo, like like if you if you want to run it back, and if you if you think you can fix it, that you've got some level of support. So I know that's a wishy washy answer, Dan. I hope the guy's back, but I can't say for certain one way or the other today. I, I think the people who will make the call are are divided right now. 
it's going to be interesting what the Blues do. They win last night 6-2 to two over the Rangers. Impressive win. One of the more impressive wins they've had this year. So they bounce back. They're so good at home, and especially Billy Huso. They're really good when he's been between the pipes at home specifically. But the trade deadline is around the corner. Uh, I, I guess the question they have to ask themselves, are they a cup contender? And if so, what makes them even better to get to that point? And uh, Doug Armstrong's going to have to answer that in the next 7 to 10 days. Yeah, I mean, good on them for snapping that losing streak. Panic buttons were being pressed, Dan, um, and and not necessarily hands off yet, but uh, certainly a very good bounce back win. They can't they can't blame the goalies either one on on what's on that losing streak. They've got to have their their guys kind of snap out of this funk. They're they're not playing. They had not been playing up until last night. You know their their style, and they haven't been playing full games. So they've got to have their best players be their best. And yeah, the 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 trade deadline is now the it's it's this month it's the big topic and i think everybody who people people who know a lot more about um you know watching this team and what it needs than i do say that they need a left-handed defenseman who can add some depth and also some grit to this team preferably somebody who can you know kind of come with some postseason experience and help help kind of shore up that that back end so that would be that would be the way to look um what do you give up to get there? That's going to be the hard part because they've got young guys who are talented. They want to keep for the future um, who also don't make a lot of money right now. And it's a cap situation. So I think Doug Armstrong feels like this team can be good. And I think he wants to reward it. I think that he did a good job of clearing the decks of any potential distractions and kind of getting this team in a spot where it, it could you know benefit from an addition, but the blues have to have to keep playing like they deserve one losing four in a row doesn't look like that if the team that that won last night keeps showing up then it will be easy I think for Doug Armstrong to find a way to to try to add a rocket launcher onto this team even if it's not the biggest move just something that added some substance headed into the playoffs so Ben uh when do you head down to Florida I'm assuming you're going down to cover the Cardinals I am yeah I think I'll go uh we've got Rick and Derek down there now they've been they've been covering the, the minor league side um, as the prospects get underway down there and I think I'm going down in about a week so um, we'll uh, the games will be fired be up by the then end. you'll be down there by then right I should be yeah um, all right oh yeah we'll have a little fun doing some in person uh, scoopage oh absolutely we're gonna all do right. that I uh, I'm interested in uh, in just getting back to the game I, I was saying to somebody yesterday I I watched. Uh, because I'm a baseball junkie, a ton of college baseball last weekend. MLB Network had these, uh, you know, top colleges, especially those in Texas, playing um, down at at at, uh, at Houston's ballpark. And so it just was watching the game again, and how much I missed just the game. And I, I'm so happy to for the workers that are dependent on uh, on games being played. Certainly, many people I work with, the men and women of our crew, are dependent on that bars and restaurants downtown St. Louis and across the country. So this isn't just about owners and players. This is about a lot of other people that uh, the news was very, very good last night. Many people depend on this for their livelihood. So it's a good thing to see uh, this come back together. It's not kumbaya just yet, but it is uh, a really big step in the right direction to have a full 162. So it's a great thing to have. Yeah, the the romanticism of baseball, the pull in, of the game and the way it brings people together can uh, can heal a lot of wounds and now that it's back to being the focus I think that will that will happen so hopefully uh, hopefully it happens for everybody and I think that is 
think that's well said, man. It seems like the uh, the sun is a little brighter today. Absolutely. And uh, this Sunday, Fox 2, Channel 2 at uh, 1030, my guest, Ed Wheatley. And uh, this is going to be fun. Now, you're saying, well, who's Ed Wheatley? He is the uh, president of the St. Louis Browns Historical Society. So it's their fan club. And, Ben, you got to see some of the footage and photos yeah. and memorabilia that Ed has been able to collect uh, for the past few decades. I mean, it's stuff that has been wanted by Cooperstown. He's in possession of it, and it's not like he's not he's going to share it. He shares it. But to see some of the stories with Bill Veck and the DeWitt family, Eddie Goodell, and some of those things, but to be able to see uh, – that in the pictures and the video that we have, it's a really cool show. I, I'm I'm excited for people to see it. Obviously, the Browns haven't been here for, what, nearly 70 years or whatever the case may be, but still, it's really cool about how they left, Cardinals stayed, but there was a few things that if they would have gone the other way, might be reversed. We're talking about the Browns reporting for spring training in, in wherever they were going <laughs> to report, but it's a pretty cool show, so looking forward to that yeah. uh, this Sunday night. Yeah, Ed does a great job. Um, we are lucky to have him um, in our area, and he's a tireless advocate for reminding people of that history. And we're such a baseball city that it's good to it's good to be reminded that that the baseball the baseball history goes back way before um, way before the team we're, we're watching and covering now. So good good get, and excited to see that. I wanted to give a shout out before we run to to the UMSL basketball program. Oh and, yeah, and Bob Sunvold, huh? First it's the first time both teams have been in uh, the NCAA Division II tournament in the same year uh, ever. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Coach Sunvold is uh, is awesome, of course, and his team was playing in the conference tournament championship. They had to they had to win it to get in. Um, they play both of those teams play today um, in their respective tournaments, but they had to win it to get in. They're in the championship game. They get popped eighteen. 18- Nothing. They're down 18-0, and they find a way to come back to win their conference tournament title game to go to the NCAA tournament. Last time they qualified, it got canceled due to COVID. They were on the team bus in the parking lot. Um, so it's really a redemption story for a lot of the seniors on that team. So excited for those guys. Congrats to them. All right, buddy. Uh, baseball's back. Should be fun. Thanks for doing this. And the next time we do this, probably down in uh, Jupiter, will be in person. So looking forward to that. And uh, always enjoy these chats on a Friday. Sounds good, brother. We'll talk then.